We want to show the real side of small business, the true small business life. There are a lot of misconceptions about small business and we want to give you a glimpse into the real life of a small business owner. The highs, the lows, the failures, the successes, the full small business life story so that you too can know that you are not alone on your small business journey and so that you can see the journey that many other small business owners have taken themselves. Remember to like, share, and comment so that many others can share in the small business life story. Hello, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Oh, absolutely. The pleasure is mine. How has 2021 treated you thus far? You know, it's 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 been crazy. Um, you know, it's it's been I've been loving it. And you know, it all started about a year ago last year when you know everything got shut down and you know for example i was like at the point where I was like you know what do i do and i bet a lot of people are doing that and instead of uh you know shutting down i took massive action and it's paying off now oh for sure i'm glad to hear that too because it's one of those verification things because we're really trying to help spread that message to small businesses saying hey you've got to adapt here you know one of those the two top keywords slash key phrases in 2020, 2020, number one's pivot, number two is you're on mute. <laughs> but um, it, it's so important for small businesses to adapt to that new, I don't like the term, but to the new norm. We're entering a very, very digital age. We've been on the road to this digital economy. We got a taste of it early in 2020 when it yeah. went 100% digital. We don't have a choice as small businesses. We have to adapt to that virtual economy, that virtual space. You know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, uh, I really is like, you know, when you, with the video calls that we're doing now, just like this is like, you know, a year and a half ago, I wasn't doing these many of Zoom calls and, and his video conferences, but that's all really changed. And the business has really had to adapt to that. Um, I interviewed a company yesterday um, that, and she's all about outsourcing mm -hmm. and it really ties into what businesses are doing now because not everybody is going into the office. Exactly. And, and, and if those businesses can, you know, you know, take advantage of companies like that to outsource, regardless of whether they're here or India, and provide those services and have that entrepreneur small business really focus on the big picture of their business, it's going to help them out. But you got to be willing to take that step and let go of the reins. Absolutely, and you know, test some things too. You don't have to make the switch all at once. You know, kind of shoot from a gut instinct. Take your time. Evaluate what evaluate what's out there and do a little bit of testing. We really um, embrace the virtual officing stuff, and it's been fascinating because it's really opened up a lot of opportunities for us, and it's increased our efficiency, it's increased our scalability, and personally, it's saving me a ton of driving time. I mean, so I tell people all the time, a twelve hour day used to have about nine hours of productivity. Right now, with twelve hour a day, is literally like eleven and a half hours of productivity. That's two and a half hours a day. You start, you know, adding that up over the course of a year, you can't ignore the increases to productivity and efficiency. You're right on with that, John. You know, it's it's really interesting because I, it's it's kind of the the reverse effect that you know I love being in front of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, getting in front of that, I love going outdoors, you know, going for that drive through the country or wherever you might be through the city to go meet someone, um, you know, but, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to, instead of fly across the country to, you know, meet that person, you know, you don't really have to at that point. You really can't connect just with about anywhere in the world right now with the technology that's come so far just in the last year because oh my goodness. of, you know, what has happened. So, I mean, that, that's really cool. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually kind of a, you know, a good segue here. You know, we call the podcast Real Small Business. What is your business life story? How did you get to where you are today? What What's the oh story? God. You know, it's a constant journey. And you is as a business owner, regardless of what you're doing, I, I look at, you know, you got to be able to pivot into different things. And for me, it's the biggest thing for me has always been to follow what you're passionate about. And, you know, tie into what you're doing or what you've been doing, learn and grow and continue to grow. And even if it's not the same thing that you were doing five, 10 years ago, as long as you're happy and you like what you're doing, I think that's the most important thing. And I don't think people realize that. And I hear that over and over and over again, is that, you know, I get, you know, people, friends, family that are, they say that they're stuck in jobs. No one is stuck in what they are doing. It's mm -hmm. a choice. Amen. Amen. It's a real choice. And I've been one of those guys that, you know, from the beginning, from a young age, you know, if I don't like something, I'm either going to change it or I'm going to do something differently. And I believe this really all started uh, when I joined, uh, when I joined the army back in 91. And I was, I was in a place where um, things weren't really going well for me, John. It was just I looked at it, it was like, okay, I have to make some changes or I'm going to be that cliche. I'm going to be up in jail or I'm going to be dead. And that is no lie. And I had a call from my uh, army recruiter, Sergeant Sultner at the time. And he goes, yeah, he goes, we need to go on a little bit of a road trip here. And I'm like, oh, what's the problem? He goes, yeah, he goes, you get about three or four warrants out for your rest. We got to take care of. And he took me out there and really, we went to each municipality. He took care of everything that needed to be taken care of, got me in, got me enlisted. And it was one of the best things that had ever, ever happened to me. And you fast forward about two and a half years later, <clears throat> I went from being um, a, just a private, the lowest private you can be, to going to school in Germany for my leadership training to become a sergeant. And while I was in Grafenbeer, Germany, I looked over, you know, while we're out in the field training and I looked over there and we're a bunch of group, about 20, 30 guys, women and guys and like that, that were out there training. And I looked over and they were Sergeant Sultner. And I, I yelled him, Hey, Sergeant Sultner. And he kind of looked at me and you could just see his chin drop and his mouth was like, oh. and he knew exactly who I was. And he told everybody the story and how he got me in. So, you know, just by having that person, be in my life at that particular time, I never looked back. And from that time on, I always looked at it as like, you got to really be self-aware of where you're at, regardless of what you're doing and make changes. And, and I believe that sometimes the changes aren't always comfortable, but that what makes you grow. Exactly. I mean, what's the old saying? Growth takes place outside the comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. And I think that, I mean, to your point about knowing why you're doing what you're doing, that self-awareness component, that is hugely important. I mean, I mean, because there are a lot of misconceptions about small business. People are like, oh, you own a business. You must be absolutely swimming in cash. Yeah, if only. Or it's, yeah, oh, right? I'm going to open a business. I'm going to be a rich man, you know, in three months. Well, it takes about 12 to 18 months to get to profitability if you're good at what you do. But again, it brings back to that point. Why are you doing what you're doing? Are you passionate about it? If so, you're on the right track. If you're not, it's time for a reality check, especially in business. Oh, exactly. And you, you have to. I was like, you know, and I just recently made, a, you know, another pivot just, just recently where um, for the past year I was working for a, a corporate company and, it was, you know, my creativity and being an entrepreneur and being on my own for the last 10 plus years, you know, I thought I'd give it a try. You know, I believed in what they were doing and, and how things were going. 
Um, but then you get in there and you really see as it's not as it seems. Uh, so I went, you know, just this past week, you can see like I got all, you know, my new equipment and all this stuff like this. I made a pivot and I was like, okay, I'm going back in this. I'm going to what I'm really passionate about, my podcasting, helping small businesses out, you know, really getting their story and their message out there through, you know, local first podcasts and local first media. And I'm, I went all in. I was like, you're either going to go all in and do what do this exactly. or you know what else you can you do there's there's really no middle road yes there's a time period where you can kind of test the water a little bit yeah but once you know yes this is my passion this is what i want you have to be all in trying to keep a foot in both camps doesn't work when you're trying to pursue yeah. your passion you're, you're really right on with that you know i'm going into my third year with uh, podcasting and really getting those stories out there. And, you know, what I found over the way is that you learn so much. And, you know, I tell each guest that is like, even just sitting here talking with you, I'm constantly learning. And if you're not constantly learning, not just about other people and their stories and what their journey was and taking away from that, but why do, why are they in the business that they're in? Exactly. And how do they, you know, how do they service either their clients or the customers and, you know, really get those stories out of them. And I, I look and I tell people that's, you know, that's part of my personal library of college and knowledge. So it's like, you know, that's kind of, you know, the big thing about my podcast is, as I look at it, I was like, I can go back and, you know, you know, over hundred plus episodes and go back, you know, do what, what do I want to learn about today? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and pick and choose. And learning from other people, I think is one of the best ways you can learn. Cause what's the old wives tale? A smart man learns from his mistakes, but you know, a wise man can learn from the mistakes of others. That's yeah. like, and that's, you know, one, one of the things we really love with talking to business owners, they're open and transparent. They're like, Hey, I did this, you know, I was riding high for a while. Then I was like really down in the depths or this works really well for me. This didn't work. Don't do that again. Being able to kind of share, there's so much knowledge to be shared through experience yeah. and business owners are they're genuinely good people. They're willing to share that knowledge. Yeah. You know, for the most part, the people are willing to share that. And then if you can go around and, you know, get mentors, whether they're virtual or whether they're, you know, locally to, you know, where you live is always key. You know, and I got into oh, yes. the first pod podcasting originally, it was Tim Ferriss, you know, and listening to him and, you know, how he used the experiment to, to do a podcast. And it turned out to be like one of the best out there. And then it's listening to other people and how they do things, you don't have to recreate the wheel regardless of what you're doing. It's already be done, just make it your own. Exactly, own that, have your niche, have your differentiating factor, but you don't have to, like, just like you said, you don't have to recreate the wheel. And I do wanna come back to that um, too, because I wanna hear more about what you do specifically, but continue the story, please. So you're in the army, after that yeah. you go into corporate or how does that, how does that happen? Yeah, after that, you know, after after I got out of the, the service, um, I chased my ex-wife home, unfortunately, but that, you know, it's all part of the journey. And, you know, I came back home and I went into corporate and, you know, and I thought, you know, hey, I'm going to do what I did in the army as a sergeant. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go out there and, and manage people and, and do all that great stuff. And what I found out after several years of um, uh, managing people, uh, management outside of the service is a lot different than inside the service. Uh, whereas, you know, you expect people to, to show up and do the things that they're supposed to be doing. Uh, in the army, it was pretty much, you know, that's what you did. And you didn't really, you know, that stuff was, was set and it was so structured. Very and then structured. I found out once I got into civilian life that, you know, it wasn't as, uh, people don't care that much. And I just couldn't manage people like that. So I had to get out of that. And then I got into uh, a software company 
And I ended up getting, you know, what I'm always a believer of if you can, you know, come from the ground up because you end up learning so much from that instead of just jumping in at whatever level you think you can jump in. You at. learn the foundation. Yes. And that, that was really helpful for me. And, you know, that 10 year stint, I came in from the ground, uh, from tech support to training to sales engineer to actually being one of the top salespeople in the company at that time. And, you know, that was just right around that, that, that takes me up to about, um, right now about 2009, right towards the end of 2009 and, you know, how things were going on at that time, it was pretty much, you know, I bought my first duplex and then I lost about 70, $80,000 in equity within a year. And, you know, oh, don't do that kitty. This might miss my, my mascots over here trying to play with the controls. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Welcome to Small Business Life 101. Yeah, you know, so, you know, getting into all that, and I was downsized. And, you know, right towards the end of, you know, 2009, and, you know, a lot of people are like feeling sorry for me. And I was just like, you know what? Don't feel sorry for me. I said, this is just a new chapter. What people didn't realize is that part time, I was looking at what was going on and I was studying real estate and how to invest in real estate and real estate investing and in short sales and in what was going on in foreclosures. So I jumped full feet right into that. And mm -hmm. then, you know, 2010, it took me about eight months to start getting my first deal going. But, you know, once I got that going, you know, we were doing a, you know, a house about every other month and it was great. But again, you know, it, things changed. It became popular and then you're competing and then things get overpriced. And it's and commodity like, and then, yeah. And it's like, you know, do you really want to do this? You know, you, you're going from house to house, you're managing contractors. They're never, uh, never the same contractors. You have to deal with those issues. And I'm like, so I, you know, I was like, forget about that. I'll do the wholesaling and cut that whole piece out of it. You know, so going from there to there and then, you know, just really getting into it. I always loved real estate in one way or the other. Um, I didn't like treating people as transactions though. You and like the relationship part of it. I like the relationship building and that's where I got into it. And then, um, then I got into, you know, with that, I was in real estate for a long time and it just, it did, I didn't, I didn't dig it anymore. And you know, on, and I just, then that led me into, you know, the podcasting and, and all the little, little, little side gigs that I do and stuff like that, you know, whether it's, you know, helping people, small businesses with marketing or, you know, getting them on telling their stories, you know, you know, I always look at it as like, I'm a survivor regardless of what it's going to happen out there. It's, it's a gig economy. So, so you true. Can, you can really, regardless of what you want to do or how you want to do it, you can do it. You've got to be willing to take the chances though, because being an entrepreneur like myself, I'm not going to, I don't look forward to that check next week. It's, you got to go out there and get it. You eat what you kill. You, I love it. You eat what you kill. I love it. You know, and that's really it. And that part of it really excites me because it keeps keeps me going. There's always something new to learn. There's something to improve. I mean, and to your point about the gig economy, I think there are a, a little approximately over 30 million small businesses in the United States defined by the IRS as having fewer than 500 employees. Yeah. However, over 25 million of those entities are non-employers, meaning they have zero paid employees. Right. So yeah, the gig economy is a very real thing and it is here. It's not coming. It's here. Yes. And it, it has, you know, and I was talking with the, um, oh, I forget his name. I'm so bad with names. I apologize. And he took over a company a while back 
and he was telling me stories. It's a, it's a union sheet metal factory and they do very ornate decorative type like staircases and awnings for high-end companies. And he's telling me how he's had uh, employees there for like, you know, 30, 40 years. And then, then generations behind them that were coming up, like the, the father and the son of, of that person is now working there. And I'm going, that just blew my mind. I was like, that just doesn't happen anymore. No, it's so weird. I find it really cool. And you kind of see that generational business still or someone yeah. who's been with the same business for, yeah, I've been here, you know, 30, 40 years. I'm like, okay, tell me more. Now I'm intrigued. Yeah. Right. Why is that? It's either, well, it's either, I look at it. It's either two, one or two things. If one, I see it, it's either one you settled and that's what you settled for, which is not a problem. That's your choice. Or two is you're so passionate about what you do that you really enjoy it. And when I look at the trades that, you know, instead of the service company is being in the trades and actually creating something with your hands, like the sheet metal factors, the tool and die maker, tool and die makers, the, the electricians and those types of trades, you actually creating something. You can actually go out there and say, I did that. I created that. You know, it's a lot different than going, yeah, I exchanged uh, this uh, fund for this fund and, you know, and. So, and, to, and to your point, it's about pursuing your passion. Know what you're yeah. passionate about. Because if you don't have that crystal clear vision, don't start your business. It's, that's not a good time. But if you've got that clear as crystal vision for what you want to be, for what you want to achieve, then all you have to do is find the instrument that produces that result. And typically when a successful business owner starts, they have those things lined up. Then it's a matter of organization and getting things teed up, so to speak. You know, and that does so true. And uh, my buddy Tony Jalen, you know, we're just really good friends, and he's he's been also a great mentor of mine. And he he always breaks it down to really three simple questions. And it's like, what is the outcome that you want to get out of this? You know, it could be anything. It could be your business. It could be a vacation. It could be you know a, a relationship. And then the second question is is really why are you doing this? You know, is your why strong enough? To you know, really push you along when those when you hit those dips and you you hit those valleys because you're gonna hit them, <laughs> you're gonna hit them. It's not always you know, regardless of what you see on social media, it's not all roses. Exactly. And, and then the, the third one is the how, and then for that piece of it, he goes that if you have a strong enough you know you answered what and a strong enough why, the how will come. It's so true. It all starts with that framework foundation. Same thing as building a house. You never start building yeah. a house with the roof and the exterior. You start off with a good, strong foundation. Right. Then you build a good frame, and then everything starts coming together. I mean, yeah, exactly. The, the other example, I love watching college football, so I love using college football as an example. Historically, the teams that have dynasties, they're not flashy teams like that typically, but they play solid, fundamental football. They don't miss tackles. They don't make mental mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. Yeah. It's the same thing in business. It's the exact same thing in business. It really comes down to that. And it's just it's just simple fundamentals that you have to stick to it. And, you know, just I've, I've made those mistakes. I've, oh, you know, went and we, we all do. And you got to, you know, really, you know, a big, a big thing for me is the really the self-awareness is really to, you know, when things aren't going right, to be able to look in the mirror and go, why aren't they going right? And then as a, a leader and as an entrepreneur, as an owner, you first have to look to yourself. Always, always, because the buck stops with you. I it mean, really in a small business, as a small business owner, you are the business, you are the leader. People look to you, and that's yeah. that's a good thing. But take ownership of the role because it's only going to get worse if you don't.
It really does. And if you don't, and if you don't have that self-awareness to really take a look at, you know, what's going on, you know, whether it's the, the leadership, the morale, the systems, the processes, you know, whatever it is, you know, you really got to take a look at it. If you got to make adjustments and pivots, then that's what it is. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but no. at least you know. Totally. That's part of our lives, especially business, but even our lives are going to be full of change. Yeah. Change isn't inherently good or bad. It's like money. Money can be used for evil. It can be used for good. But you determine that. So kind of take control of it, take ownership of it, and then direct it with that clear vision. Yeah, no doubt. I, I'm right, right on board with that. You know, it's like, and it's, it, I find even for myself is the, you know, the biggest thing for, with that is being able to let go. Exactly. You know, I, you bring up such a good point there. Um, Cause even if you think, again, using football as an analogy, think of like some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I mean, you can go farther Aaron back. Rogers. Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Up in Wisconsin. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Brett Favre. Yeah. Um, you know, you can go all the way back. They all threw interceptions and made mistakes, oh, but yeah. the, the, the best quarterbacks, the best players were very, very good at not making the same mistake twice. Right. And I think that's another lesson for business. Yeah, we're all going to make mistakes. We're going to make the wrong decision. That's okay. And it's going to happen. Just don't make the same mistake twice. Uh, you got you got to learn from it. You know, don't think of failure as failure. You think of it as an option or an uh, uh, an opportunity to learn from. And I think sometimes, like I, I've I've fallen and I've failed so many times through my life. But I, you know, I look at it. I give myself a day or two to really, you know, let it sink in, and then go, what did I learn from that? How can I make changes and how can I not do that again? Exactly. And, and you just brush your shoulders off and you get back up and you get out there. And that's what really strong leaders and strong businesses really do. They realize that they made a mistake. They did something that wasn't probably what they should have done, um, but they learn from it and they keep driving on. Exactly. Always moving the ball forward, keeping right. that positive momentum and not being afraid to look at a mistake in the mirror and say, yeah, you know what? I made the wrong call on that. I won't do it again. And share That's, it. Live and learn, live yeah. and learn, because if you can help someone else, I mean, I'm a big believer. Part of our value system is service to others, servant leadership, right. helping others. If you can help someone else avoid the same mistake, I mean, not only does that feel good, but then, you know, it's funny, Zig Ziglar's philosophy is true. It comes back to benefit you. You can get anything you want if you're just willing to help and uh, help other yeah. people get what they want. Right. It's so true. It's so true. So, so a little bit of a segue here. Because you mentioned you're into podcasts, you've got your own podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about, please, what kind of triggered that, and then also tell us the details about your podcast. Wow! So you got to take me back there. So this has been a really uh, a journey of mine that I, I really love, and it's like you know, I, as we talked a little bit prior to this, uh, John is like, as as you guys can see, is like I wish I could like I had another camera around here. I got the. The, the new pod, the roadcaster, and then I got the new mics and the setup. So this is all new testing. And this is the fun stuff of it. It's too bad I couldn't get the other software to work on it. Um, but it was probably about four or five years ago. I was part of this just kind of coaching training group that, you know, kind of they were, I think you know, part of it was like, they wanted you to create a kind of like a media company. And again, I was at that time, I was in real estate and I like the concepts that they had. They're trying to help people out. And a lot of it was writing writing copy or writing stories and writing stuff like this. I like the idea of the storyline and being able to tell your story and having all that like that. I just didn't like writing. Yeah. Um, so they had this one piece of this one arm of that, that training, which was the podcast, which I loved because I can tell my story without having to write it. I can have it transcribed, you know, there it goes. Mm -hmm. I can take all that out. And I started it out and 
And I thought at the time, and I think I think when was this? Uh, I don't know, 2016, 17, when I first got started, my first iteration. And I was like, like I'm just going to go out, put myself on social media, and people are just going to come to me and want to be on my show just because I have a podcast. And people are going to love it. And And what I found out was that was the total opposite of, you know, just trying to connect and build relationships through social media. It didn't work out. Yeah, you can, can, I'm not saying that we made the relationship through social media, but we did it the right way. Right. And so what I found out was, is like, I shut that first, uh, the first podcast down and then I launched a local first in uh, 2000, I rebranded everything in 2018. And I'm like, you know, how do I get in front of like local small business owners at the time that really want to share their story. And then at the same time, allow me to hone my skill of interviewing people and helping promote their businesses and it was like i always tell people it was like i felt like that cartoon with that you know that little you know the side little bowl yep. i'm like there yep. just going hey dumbass go to the chamber <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like i'm like all right yeah that worked so i ended up go, going out and do some networking and you know telling my story about what i'm doing and and how i'm doing it and from there it just, it just blew up uh, won several awards since then. And the one thing that I did, that still bothers me, but it, it's it's taken off this year in 2021. And it's part of my main pivot with the podcast on Local First Media, what I'm doing now, is that I tried and I tried to motivate the the guest speaker to use this platform, this story, their podcast as a marketing tool for themselves. Exactly, it can serve a dual purpose. Yes, it's not a one-time gig. Like I told you before, we got on this, so we started recording. It was like I would like copies of this so I can repurpose it. So whether oh, it's yeah. you know 25, 30 minutes, whatever it's going to be, I'll be able to chop this up into small segments to to promote myself as well as promote you in our conversation, so that other people can see and learn from it. And that you know you can take a 20, 30 minute piece and you can break that up into um, easily 50, 60 pieces of content. Oh, so, easily. If you know what you're doing, absolutely. And that's part of what the program that I set up with media bundles for my guests now is as they're coming on, I give them an opportunity. Is like, okay, here's what we're going to talk about. This is why we're going to talk about it. And then afterwards, this is what we're going to do. So I break it up into three phases for the, the guest. So it's obviously we go through like the recorded like we're doing now, uh, but we would do the pre-launch of that. So we get to everybody that they know. We're, we're we're putting on social media a few times. We're getting out on their email list. They're making the calls. Hey, I'm going to be on this show. Here's the date it's going to be on. Here's what I'm going to talk about. You know, you got to check it out. Yep. Pre-launch. And then we have the launch that day. We get it out there. It goes through all the distribution channels like we normally do iTunes and Google and all that normal stuff mm -hmm. on social media. But now afterwards, they have, they don't put it all at once, but now they can trickle out pieces of content from that that draw them back to either that particular show right. and reuse it to keep telling that story. And part of what that do, I do that now for the, uh, my guest, and it's really just, it's taken off like gangbusters. Well, uh, to your point too, it's so important to know who you're trying to reach 
and the channels that they're on. I mean, so for example, right. to your point again, if you're putting your podcast on like an iTunes or Spotify, yes, that's the full blown episode. Right. But on Instagram, you can't even upload that. So you're only uploading a few seconds here and there. So yeah, it's beneficial to have out of a you know 30, 60 minute episode, have you know 10, 15 seconds here, another 30 seconds there, maybe a 60 second clip there. Um, you have to have that. You in today's economy, you have to market your marketing. The, oh, the yeah. customer journey has elongated in the digital space. You have to be able to tee your marketing up so people know it's coming, then they're engaging, and then they take the next step. It really, it really is. And and I, and I love it. And, you know, it's obviously we're breaking this down into micro content and, you know, taking a big piece down. And I look at it as like, this is, this is where I want to niche myself into helping, you know, entrepreneurs, small businesses with that micro content. They already have it. Building and creating content for entrepreneurs and small businesses is typically not their strong point unless they're in a the marketing business, which is great. Yep. So by able to either be you know, on your show or they're on another show or they did some recordings or they even had wrote something, those are all things that can be broken down as, into small pieces. Exactly. So part of what I'm doing is like, you know, whether you're on my show or whether you've done something someplace else is be able to get that content and then allow me to help you break that down into small chunks and pieces that you can repurpose it into. And that comes down to, you know, outsourcing too, because a, a lot of small business uh, components, a lot of it people can do on their own. Like, you know, you can do personal bookkeeping or accounting, you yeah. can file your own taxes. However, the question becomes, is it the best use of your time when someone else can do it way better and way more efficiently? And that's when it's once get the get the numbers down, figure out when you can afford it in the budget, and then you want to start again delegating, getting those things that you don't like or are not good at off to people who are and who are passionate about it because they're going to do a much better job. You can do it efficiently. That allows you to spend your time where you love spending it, doing what you do well, and that's how you start taking the business to the next level. Oh, it, it really is. And, you know, and that's, you know, a lot of business owners out there, they're passionate about what they're good at. And a lot of it is, you know, whether it's that service of building that product, you know, like me, it's, you know, being here sitting here talking with you and, and creating podcasts and, and the content and the things that I'm passionate about. It's really those things, you know, for me is like accounting. I'm not passionate about it, I'm not right. it but it's still got to get done. It, exactly. I mean, to your, I'll give you a couple of funny things that we're recording internally. About half the people who come to um, come to join us, only about half actually have a business plan. They love right. what they do, but they don't have a business plan. Yeah. About 10 to 15% have a cash flow plan. So 85, 90% don't. About 15 to 20% have a have a true marketing plan. You know, that means 80, 85% don't. They love what they do, but they're not real hot on the, the administrative stuff, you know, the business oh, yeah. planning and all that. And again, that's all okay, but that's where it's okay. I can outsource this to this person. I can outsource my accounting to a CPA. I can outsource my marketing because I'm not into marketing, but I love, I love making, you know, the best pizza within a hundred miles, whatever right. it might be. That's, the, that's the point of small business. You can outsource almost everything. And when it makes sense, absolutely pull the trigger on it. Yeah. And, and that is so true. And it's like, it's like when I, when I first started podcasting and doing all this stuff, I was like, this is the fun part. This is the fun part. And it's, it's like, you know, and people see this and they're like, oh my God, I can do that. And then they get into the editing and then the po uh, post-production and then yep. chopping up of the segments and all this other stuff that goes along with it. And it took me a while to learn to love that. But I, what I did is I had to break it down into a system and a process that, 
you know, now that I have, you know, some new software, some new equipment, once I have the templates set up, like I said, I'm building a foundation and by the end of this weekend, it's just going to be like, that's it. And it's yeah. like real simple, real clean to do, but you got to want to do it. And people will see if you're authentic and if you truly have passion, if you do, yeah. they absolutely want to find a way to work with you. Even if it doesn't make sense right now, the relationship will stay intact because people follow strong leaders. People follow passionate leaders. And when you're passionate about what you do, when you truly love it, it's truly magnetic. You just have to continue to, to refine it, to always learn, learn something new every day, mm -hmm. even if it's just something little small. Just always, something. exactly. You don't have to eat the elephant in one bite. Rome wasn't built in a day. It no. takes time, it, but it's it, the consistent it's so, effort. It does. And you know, when you say that, I, I'm not the most patient person. When small business owners aren't in general. You just, I was like, it's all gotta be done now and it's gotta be done right, you know? And, and I look at it as each day as like, what am I doing each day to move forward and grow? Exactly. And it's just got to be the, those little things, you know, whether it's, you know, sitting down and reading 10 pages a day or doing some things like that or helping yourself grow. I, I look at myself as like, I'm a person that's never going to stop learning. You can't. And, you know, and you can't because if you do, when you have to make a change, you're going to fall behind so quickly. Oh, especially with the way up. technology alone changes today. I mean, I remember the days where they said, you know, technology doubles every seven years. Right. I don't know what the rate is now, but I can tell you it's a lot faster than seven oh, yeah. years. It's, it's, it's really got to be. I mean, just, just from like the time I started podcasting from now, um, I have like the equipment that I start with. It seems like it's ancient. It's like, oh, where'd you get that from? Thomas Edison? You know? <laughs> But I mean, you bring up a great point. You don't always have to learn this big, you know, philosophy or this latest theory in quantum physics or something cool like that. Just learn something. Just just learn something a little that you can apply today. Learn and then apply because you have to know what's out there. You have to know what people are looking for their their wants and their needs. Um, you have to stay aware of that stuff, and that it takes a proactive um, initiative on behalf of the individual. It really does. You know, and I think one of the things is that I would really like to, you know, point out is surround yourself with good people that you can really openly communicate and get honest feedback from. Um, that has really helped me out is like, they don't have to, you know, I look at those as my, my advisory boards. It's anybody right. in my inner circle that, you know, Hey, look, I, you know, I'm, this is what I'm doing or, you know, have that person that you can bounce things off of. Because as, as entrepreneurs and small business owners, we can get into that, that those blinders where you're, you're just so focused on what's in front of you, you may not see what's next to you. It, it's sometimes you legitimately can't. That's It's part of business. You kind of get in the silo. You kind of get yourself on an island because it, it's. It can be lonely being a business owner because you're always feeding your team. You're always trying to you know pour into them, uh, but that can put you on an island. You need to have that support group too. I mean, you're you're preaching to the choir here. Yeah, you know those that's the, those are all you know. That's just be that's just out there doing it. And the times that you you fall down and you learn and you know this didn't come overnight. You know it's like here I am. I, I look at it as like I let's see. I'm I'm be I'm 52 and I'm starting over. A, you know a new business, a new chapter again. But the thing is, is that I'm excited about it. Exactly. And, and I have a plan. And you know it's like you know the times that I didn't have a plan, I could tell because I had to do you know go get those different gigs. But now I look at it as like you know this is really cool that. I can do this and you can do this at any point in your life. I know guys that are just that decided, Hey, I'm not going to college. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to go out here and crush it. 
And, exactly. and I'm just like, I'm like, for me, I'm like, I'm so like, yeah, go out there and do it, man. Go out there and crush it and just do what you're passionate about. At the same time, he's like, whether you've been in a business or work for someone for so many years and you want to go out there and do that, take the time, you know, stay in your day job. Do the like Gary V says, you know, from the 7 p.m. until 1 a.m., build your build your dreams, build your future, and build that business. Exactly. There are 24 hours in a day. Use yeah. them wisely. It's yeah. a lot of time. It's a lot, um, it's a lot more time than we think it is. And if you right. manage it well and you manage it properly, you can really leverage that time well. Now, if you're always taking, you know, a lot of waste and overhead in there, then it, then it starts trimming down quickly. But if you oh yeah. Again, take ownership of your day, take ownership of your time. And you, you actually kind of beat me to the segue there. I was going to ask what your three tips for business owners are. So we got one is being surround yourself with good people yeah. who can speak honestly into you. What's tip number two? Um, be a reader. Oh, that's um, a good one. Be, you know, and it, that, was, that was tough for me in the beginning because growing up, um, I didn't really like to read. And, and not until probably about, uh, I don't know, probably, it was probably like 15 years ago, I started reading. And it's amazing. It's like, I don't like reading novels. I don't like reading fiction. I like reading business books. I really enjoy reading marketing books. Um, this, I, my buddy Jackson and I, we do a, a monthly event that's called books, beer and networking. And we both like to read. Um, we both like to have a beer and we both like to build relationships. And we're in our third season now. And it's not like we want a hundred or so people in there. This is a small, tight group where we get about anywhere from, you know, you know, 10 to 15 people together. Each month we go to a different microbrewery uh, throughout the, you know, Milwaukee metropolitan area. Uh, this book we're reading from Sebastian Younger, Tribe. Uh, so that's another book that, you know, it doesn't always have to be so deep. Uh, you know, into marketing or whatever it might be. You know, some of them some stories. There's a lot of really cool books out there. We're doing, this is the first year we're doing um, uh, an autobiography from someone. I forget who it is. I think it's Steve Jobs or someone like that. So we have the entire, you know, that's all lined up already. And again, 10 pages a day. And if you don't like to read, there's a, there's those audio books there everywhere. Oh, my God. that's the one that I really try to do too. Cause I can kind of get stuck between things where it's hard to put time away to read, but I still have driving time. Yeah. What better way to pick up 15 minutes of knowledge? You know, on my way to an appointment, plug in an audio book, listen to a book for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Just that little bit. I love reading the nonfiction stuff too because it's so applicable, I find. Um, oh, yeah. And that's so cool. And I think it was like my third is for me, I think this is something that benefited me more than anything throughout, you know, my entire, I mean, just not the business life, but my life as well as being self aware. That's a good and, one. And I put it as simple as, you know, knowing what's going on and being able to listen to what other people are saying around you. And it always starts, I don't care what you're doing, it always starts with you. You're the I, only one that can really make those true changes. Only you control you. It's as yeah. simple as that. And I think it's one of those things too, where it's like, you know, really be self-aware. What does that mean? The, okay, th there's room for improvement there. Take a step back, really think about who are you as a person? What's your identity? What's your purpose? Take a few steps back. Kind of right. build a business plan for your life. What do you hope to accomplish as an individual? And through that process of self-awareness, that's when you're like, okay, this makes me happy. I want to pursue this. Then you can start you know, living that more fulfilled life. But it, it, to your point, it all starts with being self-aware. It really, it really does. And, you know, it, it's, it's a hard, it's not that easy to do. 
Cause you gotta be honest with yourself. And then sometimes, you know, you're, you're doing things and you're going, oh, this is great. Then you're great. And then your wife taps you on the shoulder and you're like, yeah, probably not so much. You gotta make some changes or, you know, your best friend or, you know, those people that are around you and you're like, what are you doing? You know, or, you know, that's the positive things that come around you too. Like, oh my God, I saw what you were doing. And, you know, you get that positive too. It doesn't always have to be the negative side of it. Right. And you can really take a look. And one of the biggest things, I, you know, I'm going to take this for the bonus one. One, if you, if you allow me. Oh, yeah. This is the one thing that I really struggle with with my entire, you know, business career is celebrating small successes. Every Same. Day. That's such I, a good I, one. I am the worst at that. And, you know, that's the one thing is like, you know, you're always pushing, you're pushing, pushing, and you're always going for that big goal of things like that, but you never celebrate those small successes that got you there. And you, it's positive reinforcement is very much of a real thing. It's we're wired that way. I'll give you a funny story on that one. Early in my career, I'd closed a deal, you know, I was talking with my brother that night. We were having a good time. I was like, yeah, you know, we got a new account today. Someone else asked me, like, good for you. What are you going to do to celebrate? I was like, uh, I'm going to throw a frozen dinner in the oven. Right. And he was like, dude, what are you doing? Go out, go get a hamburger, go have some fun, pat yourself on yeah. the back. But it's so true though. I'm this, I get stuck in the, okay, good. Now it's on to the next thing. No, no, no. Pat yourself on the back. You just yeah. did something good. You moved the oh. ball forward big time. Yeah, that that's huge, and you gotta do that. You know, that's that's one of the biggest things. You know, as you, as you as we go through this entire process, I mean that, and that's something I have to remind myself almost every single day. And it, it's a good one. I mean, those four tips are all applicable. It's surround yourself with good people. You know, be a reader, be self aware. You know, celebrate the small successes every day. Every time you accomplish something, pat yourself on the back. It's so true, and it's all applicable to the small business owner, big time. Yes, it is. It is. I love yes, it. it is. Rob, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed it. I uh, really enjoyed hearing more about the life story. And thanks for, you know, for sharing the, the journey and those tips for business owners. They're all super applicable. Um, thank you so much. I appreciate it, John. This is just been a blast. You know, thanks for, you know, I'm glad I was able to get this, you know, new setup going and test this out on your show. So this has been a blast. I've been looking forward to this uh, for quite a while. Awesome. Same here. Same here. Well, you stay safe, stay blessed, and stay warm up in Wisconsin, and hey, we'll be in touch yeah, soon. It's, it's getting there. I'm actually going to go out for a walk today. It's going to be 45 degrees. So oh, you're warming up there. Very nice. Yeah. One day at a time. <laughs> Take care. Take care, my friend. I'll talk to you soon.